What's up, and welcome back to Joygasm, where we talk about video games, movies, and pop culture. I'm Russ, Xbox Live Toaster360, and with me is Steve, Xbox Live Stevevich, as we start episode 61 today, March 3rd, 2018. To get the most out of Joy Guys, you can follow us on social media. In addition to iTunes and Android, you can listen to our podcast on TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, and SoundCloud.com slash TV. Also, for exclusive access and some pretty sweet goodies, check us out at Patreon.com slash Joygasm. And no matter which platform you use to enjoy the show, you know, please show us some love. Everyone likes a little love every now and then. We have quite the fun show for all of you lovely listeners out there today. We actually do not have any gaming news, but that's okay, because we have plenty of movie news to go through, including a certain director's birthday, Avengers Infinity War getting a release date, a Highlander reboot, James Gunn clarifying the state of Groot, which uh, kind of caused a bit of a breaking of the internet for a day. Kevin Smith suffering a heart attack and new trailers for Wreck-It Ralph 2 and The Incredibles 2. In technology news, good old Steve is going to cover the rumored lineup of next-gen <laughs> Apple iPhones. Our topic of the day is the new Overwatch character impressions. But first things first, what is up? <laughs> well, Russ... Spring is nearly sprung. We're getting a little hot air. We're getting a lot of fresh, clean, smelling, just rinsed, washed air. That's right. And uh, the bugs are coming out. Starting to get bit a little bit here and there. A little nibbled. Mm-hmm. I do taste tasting of the menu. I, well, I do taste good. That's that's what I hear. Right? Oh, so, oh my! I mean, oh. Y- you have lots of conversations with the bugs. Yeah, I do. I you do. are one with the insects. They sing to me, Russ. They sing to me. My goodness. We have a special relationship. I try to kill them, and uh, they try to feed. And together, they're trying to. It's a very uh, <laughs> circle of life kind of thing. Uh, you're either trying to get eaten, or you're getting killed. I'm a walking ecosystem. <laughs> <laughs> Spring is definitely in the process of being sprung. I uh, am very much looking forward to seeing the grass finally turn green again. It's been it's been uh, dormant. It's been brown. It's been kind of almost gray. For it quite has. a long time, so I'm looking forward to it to come back. When, all that, when you when you walk on the grass, it doesn't like mush underneath your feet; it crunches. Yes, it's <laughs> not good. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little depressing, but uh, it will make its triumphant return uh, as it always does. Indeed. So, what have you been up to? Well, you're a sight for sore eyes. Am FYI. I? FY to the eye. FY to the eyeball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I haven't seen you in a long time. What have you been uh, playing? What have you been well, watching? Well, let, me, let me think about it here. Okay, well, well uh, I will tell you. Well, I mean, you already know what I've been playing. I have a general idea. You have a hinkling? A uh, <laughs> inkling, almost, if you will. <laughs> so I watched, I've been trying to catch up on some of the uh, Oscar nominations. Ah. But I, uh, I'm restricted to uh, snail mail. Yes, you, so, you you are a fan of the old relic ways. Yes, indeed. Well, Netflix doesn't really give you a choice. You, if you want all the current stuff, you got to get snail mail. If you, you don't really care about the current stuff, hey, stream it. <sighs> but I liked, the, I, you know, I want to get the snail mail. Hmm. So I, I rented uh, Roman J. Israel Esquire. That's the- uh, Denzel Washington movie? Sir, yes, sir. Hmm. 
He is nominated for Best Actor, and Best Actor he was. You you were impressed? Uh, well, yes. Mightily so? He did good in the movie, but that he was the saving grace. The movie didn't really go anywhere, so. <laughs> the movie didn't go anywhere or do anything. Uh, he did great. It was it was scripted okay, it, but he was, he, he definitely did a good part. He, Denzel is definitely very, very confident in every film he is, he's in. Yes. And he is different. Agreed. Right. So. Uh, I don't know if the movie's for everybody, but uh, if you're a fan of Denzel, you'll like it. And he did good. He, he definitely uh, deserves a nomination for this one. Well, good. So I that's gone back in the mail. I should get something uh, produced on here, Russ. What are you expecting or anticipating? Um, I'm expecting, um, what is it? The three bill, three, three bill boards and Missouri. Three blind mice. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm expecting. I've heard a lot about the frying pan. <laughs> That old woman just uh, sounds <laughs> not very nice. I'm on this nursery rhyme kick. <laughs> <laughs> it's the latest craze in all of Hollywood. It's trending that way. Oh, so I should get. I think of that one. Uh, I might be wrong, but I'm, I'm getting. I'm, I'm getting all the Oscar stuff coming in the mail. So I will have more to report. But I, I did notice that I hadn't finished. The uh, BBC series of The Last Kingdom. I was stuck on season two. The Last Kingdom. The Last Kingdom. Oh my. Uh, and what, so, what exactly does it chronicle? <laughs> it's, well, it, it covers the Saxon tales, Russ. The beginning of the beginning of England. Ah, oh, yes. The foundation, the catalyst. <laughs> so, Anglo to the Saxon. <laughs> Anglo to the saxophone. <laughs> so um, anyway, that the second season started off kind of like, yeah, that's why I stopped watching it for a while. Um, so, but the rest of the season was good. I mean, I binged watched the whole entire thing this whole week. So, wow. um, yeah, they did good. And, and they left it open for a third season. I think they should definitely open, you know, consider uh, bringing the third season out. Would you recommend that I check it out? Um, maybe. The only reason why- A resounding maybe. Because uh, you are a fan of Vikings. Oh, yes. The show Vikings. Very much. So the reviews that I've read, uh, some people are they're like, yeah, okay, Vikings is the, is the better show. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Maybe you, you would, maybe you wouldn't. I don't know. No, I don't know. Mm, okay. So anyhow, what else have I watched? I think that's about it. Just been playing my fair fix of Overwatch. <laughs> As well you should. <laughs> and uh, I think the, uh, the um, what is it, the, uh, the the Chinese New Year. Ah, yes. Stuff. Year That's of the dog. The year of the, uh, the, year of the puppy. Mm-hmm. The year of the bow wow. Year of the quadruped. The wolf. <laughs> the bow wow. The friendly four-legged companion. <laughs> Man's best friend. <laughs> the year of man's best friend. I like that. Yep. That ended, Russ. I thought you said it ended on Well, by, by the time people are going to hear it. Oh, yeah. Hear yes, this. Yes, it's yes. going to have uh, ended. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, you, uh, are, you, are you picking up what I'm throwing down? <gasps> I, I smell what you're stepping in. <laughs> <laughs> so if I don't get what I'm, what I'm hoping for with Genji, I'm going to go ahead and buy it. I, I want that. I, I, I know that you have been. Yeah, I've been talking about you, it. You've been talking about it. You've Indeed. been uh, eyeballing it. Yes. Which is really interesting because you never play as Genji. Right. I'm learning. He's actually fun, but I, I yeah, I can't do him quite yet. Mm-hmm. I'm not. My aim's not that good with the ninja stars. I have faith in you, Steve. I can't do the ninja stars yet, Rose. 
Oh, yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you, I, I want to learn how he uh, how he yells out what, he, what he's doing with his dragon blade. <laughs> I want to learn that. I'm going to do that for Halloween one day. Everybody has to be like, oh, I know what that is. You should reach out <laughs> to either Maiko or Daichi. I should. They, I'll bet you they could easily help you out there. Or you know what? You just go to your friend Google. Just Google it up, and they probably will have it spelled out there for you. There you, you go. What about you, Russ? I see you want to tell me something. Oh, I have a lot of things I want to tell you, Steve. I do, do. I really do, indeed. Um, so I am particularly just, I don't know. Just, just what, just Russ? Particularly. Oh, man. Just filled with gratitude. Just something, apparently. Filled with gratitude, Steve. And I'll tell you why. You almost hit me in the face. <laughs> Five-finger, like, face punch. So, we got something in the mail. Oh! From a fan <coughs> of Joygasm. <coughs> so, um, I, you know, it's just, it's really, really cool. So, there is a wonderful person who's actually a patron of ours on the Joygasm Patreon site. Our patrons. Who uh, actually texted me, contacted me, asking for my address. He's like, I have something that I want to send you and Steve. I was thinking, oh, okay. Mostly me Here than you. you. More, more me than you? Or, or, or just- to both of us. No, it's but, a, okay, Steve, but- it's a share toy. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> but anyway- I was a little uh, curious. I was like, oh, well, here you go. And so uh, it arrived, and I, I, I got to show you. Uh, I have it hidden right now. I'm, I'm t- pulling it out from underneath. Mm-hmm. Okay. It looks like it's something with words. And oh, that's cool. It's the Overwatch Anthology Volume 1. Mm. Isn't that nice? Made by uh, Dark Horse Comics and... Just super cool. Like I opened it, I'm like, what the heck? And uh, PJ, who is uh, responsible for sending that over, it's PJ and his son Trenton. Apparently, Trenton is a big fan of the show, as is PJ, and they wanted to just send us a token of appreciation regarding uh, how much they enjoy the show. And well, thank uh, you. Yeah, I'm very I, appreciative. I was I was just really blown away by that. I was like, "Wow, thank you so much." And so it's it's got like I don't know if it has every character in there represented with the the comic itself, but um I I asked uh, I texted him back once I received it and let and just said, "Hey, is this from you?" and and uh, he proceeded to say yes, and that uh, he both he and his son look forward to every episode of Joygasm, and that they especially love listening to our segments on Overwatch. So they just wanted to to send that our way, and uh, so a big hearty thank you is in order. I, I believe. I think little things. It's little tokens like that that just I think put uh, wind in the proverbial sails. Because I know I don't know about you, but like that kind of thing, it just uh, makes me want to e- do even better. Matter of fact, that's almost the opposite way of how Patreon's supposed to work. Because uh, <laughs> 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 we set this site up for you guys to give us stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's it's pretty interesting. Um, with that kind of thing. But I mean, how, how awesome is that? That's, that's pretty freaking awesome. Yeah. I'm honest. That, that's uh wow. I don't know what to say. 
I mean, stuff like that, you know, there obviously is a, there's a price tag to it, but when receiving something like that, you can't put a price on. You really can't. I mean, like, there's just things like that are just... I, I even mentioned to him, too, it's it's pretty seldom when we get feedback. I think that's one of the biggest things for us for the show is just we, we, we're always curious to get feedback from our listeners, from our fans, and we don't really get that very often at this point in time. And so oftentimes you and I are just kind of in the dark, like, well, I hope they like this. Uh, <laughs> or we could talk about this or are they, they, are they liking it? Or are they not like, what's the deal? And so, and, and granted we do have certain folks who do leave little nuggets of feedback and, and we totally just soak that in and, and try and make adjustments where necessary. And so, yeah, I mean, just, all right. That's uh, yeah. It's pretty sweet. I'm all smiles over here. I can see that. Anyhow, I wanted to get that first and foremost uh, talked about just because I think that is a pretty swell gift. Anyway, um, I have also been playing the competitive Overwatch CTF, and that has become probably my favorite game mode currently within the game itself. You and I have been playing that quite a bit. I achieved the silver ranking like I figured I would, uh, but I'm making my way slowly but surely to gold. <laughs> no thanks to you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, I got a couple of green check marks. I'm like, good. Okay, this will be easy. Russ, we're, we're used to capture the flag. This is going to be fun. Okay. And it's like, oh, there's another red X. Ah, oh, there's another red X. Okay, three losses in a row. I'm like, <laughs> It's like Steven already gotten his competitive thing done. He got his golds. And he's like, no, they got the flag again. I'm like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was like it was like win loss win 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 loss 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 win loss win i think is what it was and oh, so it, was, it just looked like chicken pox or something on my my tv screen <laughs> chicken, anyway chicken pox or teenage acne one of the two yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how closely those two just coincide uh Anyway, what's interesting to me about the the new competitive mode of CTF itself is the just, just kind of the notion of of how certain things have changed. And I, I've talked about this in the previous episode um, where we, where I was describing my surprise as to how they changed some of the gameplay mechanics up. And I gotta say, now that I've played it a little bit more, I'm starting to like it. I think I, I think I'm, I'm liking the the updates and the changes where you don't have to sit on the flag in order to charge it before you can take it. Either way, I mean, even that was actually kind of working there for a while. But um, yeah, overall, I've been, been enjoying that. I've also been getting back into Narcos. Oh, it's about time. Yep, I'm on season three. Just finished up. I think it was either episode two or episode three. But uh, that, yeah, it's definitely uh, one of my current favorite TV shows on Netflix and um, looking forward to seeing what else goes on in the, uh, the third season. You know, Steve, in a completely unrelated gaming and movie uh, update as to what I've been up to exactly, I've been having some hearing issues. Oh, here we go. And... So it's been interesting. I don't know if it's the allergies in Texas or what it exactly it is, but uh, I, I think this what you're about to say, Russ. What what what, what? is going to be interesting and gross at the same time? Proceed. It's probably good. Yes. 
Yes. It's uh, going to be one of those, uh, you don't want to hear about it, but yet at the same time, you can't wait to hear what's around that next corner. <laughs> I'm really curious, but I'm not at the same time, but I can't turn the volume down. <laughs> so as of late, I would say the, the, the past um, several months, whenever I wake up in the morning, I've been um, noticing that my right ear has been kind of struggling with uh, the, the actual ability to hear. And so like, I'll wake up and I'll it's be like main function. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the main purpose of having an ear. And it's, it's interesting because like I would wake up and I'd have like 50% hear loss out of my right ear. And then, but then once I got out of bed and I like blew my nose and like hawked a loogie or uh, whatever. And, and anything else for us. Yeah. Any, yeah. Yeah. There's just uh, all kinds of stuff. But basically like once I was up and about, then all of a sudden a couple times. <laughs> Sharded. Um, <laughs> um, my hearing would eventually come back. And so I was thinking, oh, okay, well, that's good. And, but what was weird is like my wife has started complaining that like I've, I've been snoring over the past year, which is not typically what happens in the past. Like I, I, I'm not like a snorer kind of guy. And, and so the, all I, these I, little- I started to develop this bruise on my ribs for some reason. I don't get it. Why was that? <laughs> pew, 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 shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Getting elbowed by the wife at night. <laughs> Sorry for interrupting. Go ahead. Oh, that's no, okay. So it, it progressively started getting worse. Where like I'd wake up in the mornings, um, and all of a sudden, like there would be absolutely zero hearing ability on my from my right ear. I would just I would wake up. I'm like, oh my gosh! Like it's not like it's it's totally different from being sick. Like when you're sick and your head's clogged, you know, you get a little bit of a hearing loss thing going on. I literally could not hear a thing out of my right ear. So it's quiet. <laughs> a little too quiet. It was yeah, it, <laughs> bizarre. Um, and then it, it, it developed into something else where, um, when I was at work, all of a sudden, everybody started to sound like a distorted robot. It was the weirdest thing. Like the closest thing I could describe it would be like that droid from Return of the Jedi when um, they're at Jabba's palace and, and C-3PO and R2-D2 are kind of getting processed and there's that droid who's asking what their abilities are and that sort of thing. And he did the whole thing like, you know, you are a prot protocol droid, are you not? Like that, that particular character. Even my voice started sounding like that and that lasted for like three days. And so it started becoming disconcerting I'm thinking I've never heard this type of, of situation with my ears before ever. And then um, the night of the third day, I actually was woken up from a dead sleep to have, <laughs> oh man, like, I mean, I, I mean, it like woke up and my right ear like had the loudest, shrillest, like, <laughs> I mean, it was just like, like, it's one thing, like, like if you go to a concert and then your ears have like a kind of faint ringing in the background after you got from back from like an ACDC concert or something. This was different. This was like like super loud. Like even if I tried to muffle it with the pillow, it got even louder. Like 10,000 mosquitoes were buzzing right next to your head. Oh man, like I was just, what? I, at that point I was thinking, oh my gosh, like I, I wonder if I'm going deaf. I wonder if I'm like, this is like, like this is it. I'm going to say goodbye to my right ear and it's going to be gone for good and everything else. I just didn't know what, what was going on. And so that ringing lasted from like 2 a.m. to 7 a.m. I mean, I'm talking hours of this stuff. So finally I'm like, okay, I got to go to an ENT doctor. I need to find out what is going on. Uh, cause in addition to that too, I had like this pressure in my head and, and like, um, I suspected it was probably due to sinus pressure or, or something along those lines, maybe a sinus infection. I don't know. 
But I, I, I just kept thinking that it had to do with something that was just a, an allergy-related situation. So anyway, go to the ENT doctor and... I'm, I'm describing these these different uh, symptoms and whatnot to him. So he decides to take, of course, you know, well, we'll take a look at your ear. <laughs> Go figure. So he looks at I there. am going to take a look at your ear. <laughs> well, thank you. I drove you know, five <laughs> hours to come and see you. Please take a look. So he like looks in there and he's like, oh, he's like, oh, you got some wax in there. Let me try and get that out. And so he uh, takes the syringe filled with some sort of like warm solution stuff and just, you know, squeezes this into my ear. And so then all of a sudden I go, you know, completely deaf again. (laughs) I'm like, okay, I'm just going to sit here and bear it. And the dude like pulls out like this little like specialized vacuum cleaner thing and starts just like slurping up all this stuff from my ear. So (laughs) nasty. Okay. We'll see what we can get out of your head. I will say, <laughs> I will say, the man was very genteel with my wow. ear as he was doing the old suckage. Did he have your head in a head and a, a, a headlock? Head yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're hold on a second. What's happening at that doctor's room? Anyway, needless to say. When he was done, I mean, he was pulling out like globs, okay, like, right, like yeah, yeah, gum yeah, stopper yeah. Oh, size, like just globs of wax. It was disgusting. If Gumby was <laughs> in my head, he was getting pulled out by this vacuum. <laughs> if Silly Putty ever existed in the human body, it was getting pulled out of my head. So gross. <laughs> it was so gross. I was totally apologizing to the doctor. And he's like, oh, no, I love this. I love my job. This is what I live for. I'm I like, love your wax. Yeah. <laughs> you kidding me? I have, I have mannequins and statues at my house made of just your wax. <laughs> he starts rubbing himself. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> he's got lit candles in his doctor's office of earwax, like out of Shrek or something. <laughs> I walk in uh, like, why are all these candles lit? He's like, well, <laughs> now you know where they come from. <laughs> it smells musty in here for some reason. <laughs> So anyway, once he finished that, all of a sudden I had pristine hearing. It was, it was amazing. Like, like even to this day, I have like HD audio coming out of these ears. It's just the craziest thing. And he was talking about how like just the different frequency issues that that I was describing has to do with the fact that when you have a bunch of wax that are just stuck in there, uh, the way mine was that like that can actually seriously affect the way the eardrum interprets sound. Yes, Russ. It sounds very simplistic, but like to me, I mean, it like just went going through those things and hearing the things I heard. I mean, I was thinking that it was more of a, like a eardrum specific issue itself. Like, like it was on its Mm -hmm. like last legs or something. Well, think of it like this. If I was to cover up my microphone with my hand, Mm -hmm. you would still hear me, but not as much. Oh, there you go. It's the same thing with your eardrum. You know, when you put it like that. Uh-huh. When you put it like that. Yeah, that's right. It makes a lot of sense. I should have been a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> doctor Steve. Hey. Next. <laughs> Let Come me look into in. your eyeballs. <laughs> but my throat hurts. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I felt compelled to tell that story. And now that I have thoroughly grossed out all of our listeners, I still, okay, the reason why I wanted <clears throat> to tell that story was in case anybody goes through this, do that thing first because like I was Googling just to see what people had to say. And it was, and you know, whenever you Google like medical questions, it's always the worst case scenarios that you read. And so then I was getting freaked out because they're like, Oh, you have cancer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. All, you know, it's just whatever it is. You have Ebola. You're like, what? Yeah, what? And so, like, Oh no. 
just in case someone out there globally has having the same kind of issue that I'm having, I would say it's probably a good idea to be able to go and uh, get a little uh, vacuum cleaning action, a little spring cleaning, Russ, if you will, with about, your ears. How about uh, people, Joy Gasm Health Chip here, Russ, just um, wash out your ears every once in a while. Steve, okay? I do that. I, mean, I, I well, do that. Maybe not good enough. Maybe not. You never know. <laughs> Anybody seen the Dyson? Well, Russ had it last. I don't know what he was doing. <laughs> oh, I can hear again. <laughs> you guys got to try this. <laughs> it's just so good. Uh, well, anyway. Um, other than that... Uh, Moving right along. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and uh, go to the next chapter. I was playing some more Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> you know it'd be funny. Sorry, you oh. walked out of the doctor's office. And you're like, oh, by the way, uh, get that termite issue fixed. He's like, huh? Termite? Like, yeah, you have termites. I can hear them collectively yeah. right here on the wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can hear something. <laughs> yeah, I, I make the joke about how now I can like hear ants moving on a surface because yeah. it's just, ugh. it's like if someone's talking to me, I'm like, <laughs> shh, keep it down. Ants, gosh, you're so loud. Anyway, to uh, top things off of what's been new with me, I've been continuing my journey through Horizon Zero Dawn DLC and been really enjoying that as well. So, unless there's anything else that you can think of, Steve, I say we get started in movie news. Well, I can think of a lot, Russ, but uh, in the sake of time, movie news it. Okay. So, to kick things off... Ron Howard had a birthday. Ron Howard is well. Actually, you know what? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna just spoon feed you. How old do you think Ron Howard is? Uh, I would say about 62. Whoa, pretty close. Okay, the man is 64. Ah, okay. So it's hard to believe, but the same guy that we saw back in the happy days. Is uh, approaching quickly the senior, uh, yeah, senior citizen status. Don't ever tell anybody that, Russ. You get a swick, uh, a swick, you get a swiffer, you get a, <laughs> you get a oh, swift slap you. in the face. If you tell that to the wrong person. Oh, okay. hi, how you doing? Oh, you're you're that age. You're you're almost a senior citizen. <laughs> oh yeah. How about you? <laughs> now who's more healthy? Look at this way. You can order off a senior discount menu. The Avengers Infinity War movie has an official release date. Steve, do you know what that date is? Uh, June 7th. No. Uh, <laughs> October 10th. No. Then I'm probably going to go, uh, I don't know, Russ. Tomorrow. <laughs> Steve, I've got some good news for you. It's actually... Ahead of schedule. Oh. It was originally anticipated to come out sometime more in the summer time frame. <laughs> and now <laughs> instead, <laughs> the official release date is April 27th. Oh, snap. That's next month, son. That's right. We're going to need to pre-order those tickets as well. All of you lovely listeners should as well. The instant it comes out because that is going to be an extremely hard to come by ticket. Everybody's looking forward to it. It's probably one of the biggest movie events, not only of the year, but pretty much of the last 10 years since Marvel got itself into the cinematic universe. 
I hope they're not rushing anything there. Uh, no, no. Uh, I, well, <clears throat> and then, <clears throat> I think that what's actually really cool about that is the fact that the movie itself is ginormous. You have all these different characters. You have tons of special effects. And you would expect the opposite to happen, really, where like they would delay it because there's just too much to do. The, the scope is too large. I'm impressed. The fact that they're able to do that because regardless of when they decide to drop that movie, all the other studios are going to get out of the way. Like everybody knows that when this movie comes, like you would be pretty, let's say, uh, mistaken to try and launch one of your movies at the same weekend that Avengers drops because everybody's going to be seeing Avengers. I wonder if uh, Black Panther drew any new fans to the Marvel Universe. Oh, you know they you know? did because uh, that that they probably had that in their mind when they released both movies, and it makes sense. Just because Black Panther being released in February, then they wait, you know, another couple of months or so, and then suddenly they get to see Black Panther again. Only this time, he's hanging out with the Avengers, <laughs> <laughs> but on good terms this time. That's right. Uh, the Highlander movie reboot moving ahead with new script from Rampage writer. Deadline reports the film is finally heading to start pre-production later this year after receiving the script, which retells the epic story of the immortal battle for supremacy in which there can only be one. There can only be one. I remember the Highlander back in the day. That that was, it was okay. It was, it was fun. It was fun, but it was, it was not like terrific. I thought it was pretty cool. It was fun for uh, its time period. Certain ones were better than others. I think it was like, I think my favorite was Highlander 2. The guy who played, when they when they made Mortal Kombat, the guy who played Raiden yeah. was the actor in the Highlander movies. Right. Yeah. Correct you are. Indeed. James Gunn clarifies again that baby Groot is Groot's son yeah. in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. This is actually something that my wife actually turned me on to that I had actually had no idea. I thought it was the same Groot, but I was mistaken. James Gunn has confirmed that the original Groot is totally dead, effectively breaking the internet for a day. Apparently, he's said this previously. Gunn recently clarified in a tweet that baby Groot from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is Groot's son, not a baby version of a clone uh, of Groot himself. Quote, first Groot is dead, wrote Gunn. Baby Groot is his son. Yeah, I had no idea. I did not know that was Groot's son. I mean, that's that's very different from like him it being like a clone of Groot or something to that effect. But actually, talking to some of my lovely nerdy friends, they actually knew that. They were like, yeah, you didn't know that? I was like, <laughs> no, I didn't know that. No, sorry, guys. Am I still in the group? Yeah. <laughs> Am I still cool enough to hang out with you? Am I still in the circle? <laughs> circle of trust? Kevin Smith survives massive heart attack. Smith went to the hospital after his first time doing a stand-up routine due to a heart attack. He posted the following on Twitter, quote, after the first show this evening, I had a massive heart attack. The doctor who saved my life told me I had a 100% blockage of my LAD artery, AKA the Widowmaker. If I hadn't canceled show number two to go to the hospital, I would have died tonight, but for now I'm still above ground. The doctor told Smith he had 100% blockage in his left anterior descending, which is what the LAD stands for, artery. Heart attacks involving LAD blockage are nicknamed Widowmakers for their high likelihood of resulting in sudden death. 
So glad to hear that he went to the hospital and he's still alive and kicking because that would be a very unnecessary and tragic loss for all of the, the nerds and geeks around the world. I'll say. No kidding. Man. The final two things I have in here for movie news involves us getting our first impressions of the Wreck-It Ralph 2 and Incredibles 2. So I'm going to fade down the music here and we're going to take a little listen slash watch. Of, now, you haven't seen these yet, have you? No, Russ. I figured you would uh, you'd show me on the show. Oh, well, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad, Steve. All right, so here is Wreck-It Ralph 2. Let's do a, a first-time impression of this. Are you ready, Steve? No, no. No, I'm not. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah I'm ready. <laughs> All right, let's get you plugged in. Whiffy. Or is it wifey? Why don't we just go in? And we are online. Whoa, cool. excited. Just one minor thing. What is the internet? Oh, holy cow. Look at all this stuff. Congratulations, you're a winner. Really? These 10 child stars went to prison. Oh. Number six will amaze you. That sounds interesting. Well, Ralph, come on. Redirecting to eBay. Ladies and gentlemen, the next item up, a black velvet painting of a sorrowful kitten. Like it's looking into my soul. Yeah, that one's really gonna haunt me for a while. Whoa! Games! Pancake. Milkshake. Out of my way, kids. Pancake. Milkshake. Milkshake. <laughs> I'm starting to understand why people like this game. Very zen. Milkshake. Hey, look what I found! More pancakes! Let's speed it up. Pancake, 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 pancake. Eat, little buddy. Eat, eat, eat. Uh, Ralph, you might want to try feeding the kitty for a little while. No, the kitty gets the milkshake. The bunny gets the pancake. I gotta say that the uh, that that little game that the little girl was playing, right? My daughter plays something that's very much the same thing, so they're they're definitely uh, acting on that. What did you think of that? Well, I never saw the original Wreck It Ralph, so I don't know really the basis of what this is trying to say. But <clears throat> I, I, it looks cute. It didn't look really that funny. The jury is still out for me on that one. I have seen the first Wreck-It Ralph, and it was actually really good. It was based on just the, the video game world. And Wreck-It Ralph himself was playing kind of this, this older arcade 80s 
video game character. And then he suddenly is, is thrust into this world. And, and actually it was great because the producers of the film got all the different gaming developers to like, um, use the leverage their characters. So you saw like Sonic the Hedgehog and the whole cast of street fighter and Mario uh-huh. and like just That's cool. everybody in there. It was really fun. You should, you should check it out. Actually oh, check it out, Russ. put it on your Netflix. Or I will Russ. <laughs> But anyway, I'm I'm gonna keep a positive outlook on that movie just because the first one was so good, and this one, the the trailer itself was kind of like, okay, we're we're going into the internet, and what, what what's going to happen? I think that it, it's a good setup, but I'm not exactly sure. I'm kind of like you, like it didn't mm. look exactly funny. I did like the last part though with the, the little app that the girls playing and them getting in there. I thought that was pretty fun. Might give people some sort of a reality check of, hey, the internet is kind of sucky at times and uh, maybe not a place for kids. Agreed. (laughs) All right, let's check out the Incredibles 2 trailer that just dropped recently. Behold the Underminer! Watch out for Jack-Jack. I thought we were going to go... You heard your mother trampoline it! Superheroes are illegal. We want to fight bad guys. I use bad guys. It defines who I am. We're not saying you have... What? Someone on TV said it. I was approached by this tycoon. Wants to talk about hero stuff. Help me bring supers back into the sunlight. We need Elastigirl. Bye, sweetie. I'll watch the kids, no problem. Supposed to do it, Dad. They want us to do it. I don't know that way. Why would they change math? Math is math. Math is math. All over Dusseldorf. Dusseldorf are dozing. Her eyelids so heavy, they're drooping. Close it! I couldn't have done this if you hadn't taken over so well. I've got to succeed so she can succeed. I get it, Bob. What the? That is freaky. But I can't keep giving him cookies. How? He's freaky. Nobody in a daddy. What? Done properly, (laughs) parenting is a heroic act. Done properly. (laughs) That looks awesome. Yeah, that looks awesome. I'm totally on board. Think Pixar's back with that one. Well, and it took him so long. I, I mean, know. when it comes to the Incredibles, the first Incredibles, I think, came out like at least 10 years ago. Oh, yeah, easy. I mean, that, that's just amazing how it, it, I can't believe it took him this long. I'm, and I'm glad that it looks like they're just resuming where the last one left off. It had the the under was it underminer or undertaker. Anyway, I think very, it's the underminer. Cool. The underminer, because <laughs> he was the villain that got popped up out of the uh, out of the ground with his big drill. Yeah, he was yeah, like some yeah. mole looking character. Yeah, yeah. The, underminer. the underminer. That's right. Yeah, that's that's awesome. right. So yeah, definitely got a better impression of that. Incredibles two, I think we're both pumped for. I think that's gonna be a fun one that we get to review on the show when that finally comes out. Wreck It Ralph is still a bit on the uh, potential list, but we need. I think we need to see another trailer to be uh, sold on it. I think so, Russ. Well, uh, let us actually segue over to some uh, technology news. I think Steve's got something for us regarding uh, Apple's new approach to their iPhones. 
So, um, as we were talking about last time, I no, 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 not last time. Later last year, Russ. Late last year? Late last year. Apple had a problem about uh, all this info starting to leak out everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, they still have a problem with it. <laughs> <laughs> they have a problem with leakage. <laughs> so, okay, this is just rumored, so it's not nothing true yet. There's no models. There's no definite uh, answers here. But what's basically happening is that Apple is using the design of the iPhone X, the iPhone 10, the mm-hmm. iPhone crisscross. Uh, design with the uh, seamless screen. Mm-hmm. And so the iPhone 8 with the button stuff is rumored to be going away. Okay. They're going to have a regular sized iPhone, which would be like the iPhone X size. They're going to have the plus version of that. And then they're going to make an even larger version upon that. Even larger? So even like, larger. like phablet size right. larger or what? True. All the... Yes, but I will tell you that phablet is actually a Samsung term, Russ. Oh. You can, you can use it for this. I won't give you that one. But, uh, yeah, basically what's happening is uh, more people are using their phones for uh, everything they do and their tablets less. Hence, the people wanting bigger phones. Um, and people are way more attracted to bigger screens on these phones than they are to smaller screens. Really? Yes, even though there still is a market for it. What, so... Apple, uh, a couple years ago, brought out the the 5SE, which was basically like an iPhone 6, but in the chassis of a 5. Weird. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it was some of the features were were not there, um, but it was essentially like the camera was an iPhone 6, the processor was an iPhone 6. It was just in a small little bundle, so you can throw it in your pocket, and people who weren't like on on sh- on on board or on ship with uh, the bigger smartphones. Like seniors, for example. Yeah, yeah. They just want something easy to use that was cheap and inexpensive. Well, there you go. Here's the 5SE. Wow. So that's basically what's going to happen with the smaller, the smallest of the phones is not going to have all the latest features. It's going to have, and, and all the features aren't even released yet, so I can't say, I can't atone to what those are, Ross. But <laughs> the smallest phone is going to have the, the, the same processor that the, th- all the, three phone, the other two phones are going to have. But it might not have like the facial recognition, or it might not have um, uh, the best material. So some of the features will be stripped out yeah, of the, it'll the be smaller the, one. Correct. But basically, what's also happening is, and we, and we talked about this, the phones altogether. If you don't get them on a plan, you just buy them outright. They're crazy expensive. You're talking, you know, a thousand dollars plus for these phones. If you go in there and buy them outright, a lot of folks can't do that. That's why AT&T and Verizon and T-Mobile and Sprint and whoever they finance their phones. So overall, when, when we see these new phones come out, they're not going to be as expensive as they were last year. Okay. Prices are going to be reduced. The new phablet size phone, yeah, that one will still be in excess of a thousand bucks, but we're going to be able to have. A regular size, like a five inch, 5.8 inch iPhone X looking phone, a plus version of that phone, and then a jumbo sized version of that phone. Right, right. So uh, we shall we shall see. But what's ju- your opinion? Sorry to interject here, but uh, what's your opinion of like the phablet thing? Like just it, it's basically my understanding is that it's, it's kind of a, the size is in between a typical phone and a tablet. Yeah, it's 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 like, I mean, it's about half the size of an iPad mini. 
Okay. So, I don't know if I'd want that. I mean, I, like, just I have the iPhone 6 Plus, and I know I'm, I'm a little... It's uh, big enough as it is. It is. I mean, like, when I think about it, I think, gosh, I would, I really wouldn't want it any larger than that. Right. And I actually initially was interested in the iPhone 10 just because I think they kind of shrinked it down just a bit, which I thought, okay, yeah, I could get behind something like that. But anything larger than that, I mean, that's going to be... To me, anyway, it's going to be right. pretty clunky to carry well, around as a, a yeah, phone. They're, they're saying it's mostly going to be for like business use. I mean, business owners who can do uh, like split window tasking, I don't know, Excel and show pictures. It's going to be more in competition with the Samsung Note. Yeah. Basically, it's going to be more business phone. You're going to get it in your regular market. It's not just going to be used for business, but that's, that's the market that they think is going to uh, pick the phone up. For the most part, because your plus basically is going to be even are going to have a bigger screen by itself. So the chassis size of your phone is not going to change, but the screen size is because it's going to be seamless. Mm -hmm. So if you like the plus model, I would suggest staying with the plus model because you're going to be used to that fitting in your pocket, but you're still going to get a bigger screen. And that one is just going to be that, that, that one is the middle of the, of the two. You have yes. the one that's a smaller one. You have yeah. the one that, that the huge one. Right. But in terms of the features, the features of the middle one will be the same as the, the phablet version. Correct. So the, it's not like, the, I mean, really the only thing that the phablet has over the, the middle one size. is just size. Yeah. Basically. Okay. Yeah. Well, I that's mean, good to know. Well, I mean, and, and there's a lot of time for them to come out with, I mean, this, this might not, they might put more features in it. Like, I mean, what I'm saying here, Russ, is that all this right now is just rumored. They've had three phones out for quite a while now. They've had the SE, the, the regular size 6S or 7, and then they had the 7 Plus. So they've had three phones out. One's getting eliminated. They're going to have another three models coming out. Features are still up in the air right now. We can talk all day about yeah, what's come, come yeah. out, but not, until they have the meeting, it's not going to be solidified. But one thing I found interesting is that with iOS 12, that might be stripped of new features and more, but but be more reliable than iOS 10 or 11 has been. Because mm -hmm. everything since iOS 9 has been pretty buggy, to be honest. Interesting. I mean, there's like, even with iOS 11, if you like flick up the screen a couple times, like if you are trying to um, bring up the, the quick menu, mm -hmm. If, if perhaps you didn't do that and you flicked your screen too fast on the bottom, the whole phone would just restart itself. Oh, interesting. So there's it's it's buggy. Yeah. And and some folks, me included, haven't even upgraded to iOS 10 yet because it, of all the bugs. Right. So they might take a step back in features and, more, and go more towards stability for 12, which, I mean, at this point, that might be the right decision. Well, thank you very much for that, Steve. You're very welcome. It's always nice to hear what all kind of the latest going ons is going on with Apple and I look forward to seeing what they have to do with their, their next conference. So, Indeed, Russ. Well, I, for one, am very much looking forward to our uh, topic of the day. Let's get to it! So our topic of the day is the new Overwatch player, and I'm going to totally get her name wrong. It, 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 at first I thought it was Bridget, but it's not it's Bridget. It's not Bridget. Right? It's like Bridget or 
Can you do you? Do you I have to. I have to see it again. It's either Brigitte or it's like Brigitte. Brigitte or Brigitte. <laughs> apparently, like Brigitte, I'm gonna cut on the head. <laughs> Everyone on the internet is trying to like pronounce it correctly, and no one can do it right. But uh, anyway, no one but the Swedes, because oh, I mean, she's that's a very daughter, good point. So uh, the Swedes would get it right. Okay, any Swedish listeners out there, please contact us on uh, Twitter or Facebook and let us know how we can. Uh, Enunciate this correctly. Or at least we will we'll watch the clip uh, about five dozen times and then we'll get it right. I actually, <laughs> I w- had it on repeat, just the origin story. And I was, I was just over and over again when she you know, all of a sudden just announces her name. I'm thinking, I still have no idea how to actually pronounce that correctly. So I'm for now, I'm going to go with just, what, Brigitte? Brigitte? Whatever, Russ. You, call you, call you, her you, B. You, how about this? We'll call her B. Call her B. Anyway. Uh, so this is the, the latest character that is in the PTR. It's widely anticipated that she will make her grand debut into the f- official game. What exactly are your thoughts uh, regarding the character, Steve? I, I'm curious about this. I'm really, I'm, I've been dying to hear your thoughts on this. I've been holding back, I'll be honest, because I, I've been trying to put bugs amidst the wax in your ears about having a conversation about what I want from Overwatch. Changes! <laughs> well, that, I want, lately, that I want to see. Lately, you've been talking a lot about the, the changes that you have not been too crazy know, about regarding uh, Mercy. I, I what, Beyond that, though. Yeah. Beyond that, Russ. But one of them has been a new character. Now, I wanted the character to be a support character. And now this new character is. Mm-hmm. She seems to have some uh, interesting uh, abilities. Abilities. Absolutely. Uh, we shall see. I mean, she's got... Uh, oh, oh, I wanted the newer character to be have melee, too, of course. But what I was thinking was, would, would be nice if, if, the, if the character had a couple of uh, batons. Okay. You know, that, uh, like, if you had a batons and you flipped them around the other way... And so the longing was pointing out, basically. Sure, you sure. Know, that would be freaking sweet. But she doesn't. She has more of like a shield and something like, uh, you know, she can throw out and uh, do some damage. And, and uh, It is so called whatnot. a rocket flail. Mm, that's what it's called. Sounds uh, lightweight. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like what? <laughs> it sounds lightweight. Oh, well, so I went through some of the, the PTR um, playthroughs of it just to get an idea of what mm. she's capable of. And so her, so once again, her, her main weapon is this rocket flail. And actually it reminds me of Ivy from Soul Calibur in the sense that like it has that, that kind of range whip almost type of uh, quality to it. So in addition to her, her rocket flail, um, she has a repair pack. Now, what's interesting about the repair pack is she can throw it out much like how Torbjorn throws his armor packs out and they can heal allies. But what I think is really cool is that if your ally is already at 100% health, then it will actually um, give them armor Hmm. um, if health is at 100%. So I thought, man, that's actually kind of cool because that makes her a much more dynamic character on the battlefield because Torbjorn is used primarily for defense. Yeah, every once in a while he'll go on the offense, that sort of thing. But what's interesting for her is that as a support character, 
she can be tossing out these little widget things of, of health to like keep the, the, the people close to her going. But I, I love the idea that if they are at a hundred percent health and then she can just instantly give them like a Torbjorn size, little bump of armor. I mean, that's, that is just, can you imagine like having both her and Torbjorn on the same team where Torbjorn is able to like, just, you know, distribute out the shields just around the flag, for instance, if you're playing CTF or you're on the payload or whatever it is, or you're, you're defending. So then you get your initial bump of shield from that. And then with B going out there with you, she can then, then pop you uh, an additional armor pack. I mean, who's to say that it would be maxed out. And I yeah. hope that's what, that's actually one of my hopes is I hope that blizzard doesn't max it out where like, if you were to receive one from Torbjorn then Oh, then you can't get one from her. Right. I would love the idea of like, let's say you have a Symmetra on the same team as Torbjorn and B and Symmetra puts down her shield gen- generator. And so all of a sudden you get the X amount of shields and then you get another boost from Torbjorn and then you get yet another boost from B. I mean, that's, that's going to really turn the tide. Yeah. It might make sense. They do it that way. Cause as I understand it, if you, uh, if you, t- you th- these characters aside for a second, if you have Orissa and mercy on the same team and Orissa puts down her supercharger to increase everyone's damage, Mm-hmm. And then you use mercy to do uh, an increase in damage on one person. Right. Then that person's damage gets boosted by about eighty percent because you have the, the the two stacked on one another. That's how I understand it. But uh, I mean, they would have to. I mean, with Torbjorn, you can only get one armor pack, and then it maxes itself out. But if there was a different something different than an armor pack, like shield or whatever it was, then um, it would make sense to stack it. But yeah. Now, what's also interesting, too, is that she has what's called a whip shot, and it launches um, your flail toward um, like any kind of enemy, and it actually knocks the enemies away from you, which I think is also pretty cool, too, not only for yourself, but as a support unit in the field. Like, if you see someone's on the verge of um, getting killed, like, and I'm assuming that as a support unit, she can see, like, the little critical um, notifications that come up on the characters, you know, whip out and uh, and do your whip shot, and suddenly you can knock that um, aggressor back, giving the opportunity for your ally to, to pull back and survive and get healed up and then move back forward again. I mean, that, that, that's actually pretty cool. Or uh, environmental kill. Absolutely. Indeed. I was totally thinking about that too. I was thinking one of the things I really enjoy at playing as Farah is is when I'm up in the air and I'm, I'm able to bounce people off. And, uh, or even get Lucio. A, that too. Yeah. Lu- yeah. yeah. Lucio is, is also another one like that. Now she has a barrier shield, which is similar to Reinhardt, although it's much smaller. Of course, it's main, uh, main use is main is just pre- yeah, pretty much for her. It's singular not, use instead of, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I suppose if you were to get like directly behind her, then of course you would have some protection there, but it's, it's clearly not meant to be the same as like Reinhardt. Yeah. It's probably similar to Diva in a way, but a little bit smaller than that. I mean, Diva's shield can be used for more people, but you have to be behind her. Yeah. Yeah. Now what's also cool about the shield is that they have what's called a shield bash, right? It's available uh, when the barrier shield of course is deployed, but what happens is that you can dash forward to knock back and stun an enemy. And this is something that I thought was also pretty original in the sense that you're, you you can push forward, you can block and whatnot. But really, up until this point, I think McCree really only had the stun ability. I can't think of another character that Doomfist. has... 
which which uh, move can Doom? I, I don't I don't play as Doom Fist. Yeah, so Doom. Not, I mean, whenever he uses one of his, uh, like if he does his uppercut or his lower uh, punch, or even like when he charges up and lunges at you, that's, mm. that stuns you for a bit. Okay. Yeah. So definitely looking forward to to testing that out, just because I don't really use like I just mentioned, I don't use Doom Fist, and, I, and really I don't play McCree either. They're two characters that um, I need to actually to spend some more time with and have some, some TLC and really understand them. But this particular character, I don't know. I'm, I'm really digging a lot of, of what they've put into the, the gameplay mechanics. Now she also has a passive ability, which is called inspire. And, um, this is what's really cool. Striking enemies with your flail heals nearby allies. How is that possible? So like, okay, so like the the normal um, attack that she does, you're, you're just, you're literally like whipping this this flail around and you're, and you're able to strike enemies at a pretty close range. Like it forces, that is one of the, the weaknesses of her character is that she has to get in pretty close in order to attack. And especially if you're like a reaper or something, I think that that's going to be problematic for her. But the idea being that if you stay close knit as a group, and everyone's trying to push forward, every strike that you successfully land on an enemy will then, um, it's, it's essentially taking away the hit points from the enemy and applying it to everyone around you. So she doesn't replace a healer, um, you know, 100%. She'd have to be, you, you would still want a healer with you. Like if you had a Lucio with you who would still provide healing right. in a small area and you had her providing healing in a small area, then you could, then the team would be forced to kind of hang around you. She is very much a just a defining support like just the, the word support to me it's just like wow like in the past mercy was cons- is considered a support unit but she's she's a healer right like right. she her and she's weak she's yeah. yeah she's she's real squishy this is what what is just i don't know like like okay so before i go any farther so like the her ultimate is called rally and it allows her to move faster for a temporary period of time and provide armor to nearby allies. So again, it's taking that component that actually Lucio, I think exclusively had where like he did his armor thing where like he can provide that to nearby allies within a radius. Now she has that ability too. So it's really cool how like the, the dynamics of her character where she's able to provide healing in these different capacities, whether it's striking with her flail or she can just throw out one of those little healing I don't know what you want to call them, first aid kits. Yeah. But then at the same time, also transfer that into armor as well. I don't know. I I really like that idea. And I like the idea too of how, like with her shield, for instance, I mean, she's able to to, um, be able to provide a certain level of of literally support Mm -hmm. for more of the tank characters and the more of the assault style characters but she doesn't have to stay so far back and she can hold her own. Like if, if someone tries to take her out, especially at close range, I mean, I, I for one am very excited to, to see how this character plays. She definitely needs to be with somebody else. She needs to be with either a Reinhardt who's also going to be close up. Right. And uh, that would be a good pair or mm-hmm. um, I don't know, someone else with a little more girth to them. Um, maybe like protecting Bastion or something. I mean, she can't go out on her own. Some of the characters you can kind of wander out a bit uh, and they're meant to like Reaper. You mentioned he has his transport ability. Yeah. So, I mean, he can go out and do whatever, but her by herself, I don't know. I mean, she might want to stay near a Moira, for example. Yeah. That, that could would work. be a good combo. Mm-hmm. You know what I was thinking? 
back to my um, wishful character. Yes. You know how uh, Lucio has that ability where he can make everyone just run real fast? Mm-hmm. My support character, us, would in a sense toss out little, you know, adrenaline packs in a sense where you could shoot faster and you could run faster, but it would be only be for certain people. Like you would throw it out to somebody and someone else would have to pick it up and they would be able to run faster and shoot faster for a short period of that's time. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. that. That's a good idea. It'd be interesting to see if It they, is a good idea. Thank you. I'm, I'm here to throw praise your way when it's warranted, <laughs> Steve. Now, there was also a origin story. Have you seen this already? I think yes, you I have. Okay. I saw bits and pieces of it, but I think it's appropriate to, to give it another watch again, if for nothing else, for us to try and pronounce her name correctly. So. And it's on our Facebook. It, it, thank you. Indeed. Thank you very much. Yeah, you, you guys can all go to uh, facebook.com slash TV, and we will have the trailer there for you. Take a little look-see. Let's take a look. In stories, the heroes get the honor and glory, but their gleaming armor, their mighty weapons... The people who built them were heroes in their own right. And I thought I was gonna follow in their footsteps. But a hammer and tools can't fix every problem. There are some things that can never be repaired. It's not enough to wait until the battle is over to fix their armor and bandage their wounds. If you can fight at their side, you can try to keep the blows from falling maybe even protect them from themselves. I am Brigitte Lindholm, and I will be their shield. Brigitte. Brigitte? Brigitte. I've said it totally wrong, haven't I? I wrong Brigitte. Accent. Sure, Russ. I, I, don't, I don't know. Let's just call her B. I'm, I'm trying. Let's I'm, just call her B. Call her, <laughs> yeah. Hey, B. Um, I've always loved those origin stories. I always like the 2.5 D style illustrations and the animations just enough to just get you engrossed into it. And of course we've said this several times in the past. Blizzard are masters at just storytelling. Yeah. Just doesn't matter what it is. I'm just by the end of, I'm like, no, no, don't end. It's too soon. Yeah. They need to bring out the, some of the origin stories for the remaining characters though. Which ones are you thinking of? Like uh Symmetra, for example. You know, that's a very good point. I don't recall Symmetra being in any of the cinematics at all. And uh, who else will talk about? Was Zenyatta ever in a uh, origin story? Well, kind he, of. He was mentioned. Well, there was one where you had Tracer and Widowmaker, and you had kind of Zenyatta's uh, droid race, if you will, that was, was in there. And it was Widowmaker's target. She was able to take out some sort of prominent uh, yeah. droid figure. And so, yeah, like... In a way, he was kind of represented. Yeah. Now, what do you think of um, Brigitte? Is it Brigitte? 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 We'll call her B. <laughs> Steve's just shaking his head. <laughs> For the sake of time. For the sake of time. What do you think of B's look? Uh, I think she fits in the Overwatch universe. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think she uh, she's going to have some good skins, good costumes. I really dig her armor. I think that the armor style is very cool. 
Also, one of the things I forgot to mention early on is that she has an interesting relationship with both Reinhardt right. and Torbjorn in right. the sense that uh, B is Torbjorn's daughter. Right. And she is also Reinhardt's squire, which is pretty cool. Like, just, just She was in the Reinhardt uh, short film. Was she? Well, really? Yeah, she was. I'll have to read. Why are you talking about the one, one where he's younger? Mm-hmm. I'll have to take another gander at that. Because I didn't see that. When he it's it's him when he's in that uh you know, that abandoned bar or building, uh the one that's in Eckenwaldy. Eckenwaldy. Eckenwald. <laughs> so uh anyway, she's he's reminiscing to his younger years, but telling her about it. Really? Yes. I had no idea. That <laughs> that's actually really cool. I'll have to take a look at that again. There was also something I wanted to show you regarding B. Um, one of my favorite artists is Art Germ. Have I? Yes, you have. have I sh- I've actually shown you his work. Yeah, he's impressive. He actually recently found out about the new character and decided to um, do a sketch of her. Ah, oh, that's good. Yeah, nice side profile there. I highly recommend for all you listeners out there to check out Art Germ. He's everywhere. You can look at him on Instagram or he's on Facebook. Just a super talented artist who I've had the pleasure of meeting and being able to purchase quite a bit of his works. And so um, so this this was the black and white sketch that got um, started here. And actually, you know, I'll, uh, I'll post this on the Joygasm Facebook page and Twitter and whatnot just so you guys can take a look at it. But then he also did a colored version right there. Ah, snap. You know, Russ... It'd be interesting to see what uh, another favorite artist, uh, Jeff Herndon, might be able to compose with uh, the Overwatch characters. You know what I mean? That is actually a very good idea. We'll have to get in touch with old Mr. Herndon and see if, uh, I don't know. I, I, for the, Okay, so another uh, concept designer slash uh, illustrator. Uh, he's, he's trained in more of the fine arts. He, he doesn't really do the digital thing all that often, but he's, he's doing old school. Let's he, just say it. He is. He's all about the chalk and Conte crayon and the, uh, <laughs> <He's Marcolas>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he gets down with the, the, the other three-year-olds and yeah, you know those, shows them a thing or two. Yeah. You know, those smelly pins that smell like fruits. Yeah. He uses those. <laughs> It's a little high off of yeah. his, his upper mm. lip uh, has lots of colors that are stained on Smells there. Smells like blueberries. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think that's a great idea. I think we should get in touch with him and see if he would be down for possibly doing something like that. And uh, I don't know, maybe we could turn it into something. Mm. Maybe, maybe, maybe that could be the next uh, Joygasm giveaway. I don't know. Hey. Might be a good thing there, but... Anyway, did you have any other last thoughts about uh, Brigitte or whatever it is, B? B. Um, when's she coming out? Is it, did they say? I looked around. Um, I have not found anything on that. I'm hoping. I mean, if she's in the PTR right now, I would assume that she would probably be making a debut, what, like next month? Mm, probably two months. Two months, yeah. Well, I hope it's sooner than later because um, she's a character just... For, <laughs> Don't jump the plasma pistol quite yet, Russ. The plasma pistol, yeah. what? <laughs> no one uses regular bullets. Oh, actually, no, they, they do. Yeah, in the they game. do. But, well, Diva, Mercy, Soldier 76. Yeah, yeah. Farah. Uh, Farah, whatever. Uses rockets. Okay, fine. 
but no, um, just everything about her. I, I, okay, here's the thing. I absolutely love the look of B. I think her armor is awesome. I like the relationships that she has with Torbjorn and Reinhardt. I think that's a, a great addition. And I, for one, what? Yeah, dad. You told us. I also have always loved the flail weapon. Ever since, like I mentioned this earlier, like I started playing Soul Calibur, I absolutely love that whip type thing. I think that um, there's a lot that can be done with it. And I I look forward to seeing, I think the proof for me is going to be, okay, how easy is it to be able to wield that thing? Because I could see how easily frustrated I could get just because, you know, it's not like a gun where you have a certain amount of range that you can inflict damage. I mean, you really do have to get up close and personal. And as a result, I think she'd do really well in corridor areas, places that are not so open. But if she's not in those types of of setups, then she's going to have to really rely on just being literally just that support unit for other players. And I think that's going to be okay because I, for one, have wanted a character where I could hold my own when it it was necessary, but then still be a support character. And I've had fun playing as mercy here and there, but I just, I, I get frustrated playing as mercy at times because I just, I don't have the aggressive abilities mastered with her. I feel like I just, if I start doing that, I'll, I'll just get shot down and whatnot. And so with B, I think that there is more of that there where I think I could actually, be competent as a support class character. So I, I don't know. I, for one, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Certainly looking forward to what kind of skins they're going to come up with in terms of the, the different uh, tiers there and that sort of thing. So I just, I, I really do hope that they just continue making more and more characters. Cause I mean, as each one gets released, it just makes more and more of a rich environment for people to be able to choose uh, various characters for. So did you have any uh, last words on that there, Steve? Well, my last word uh, made you go on a marathon there, Russ. So, uh, <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. Well, I think that wraps up this particular episode of Joygasm. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Be sure to check out patreon.com slash joygasm and subscribe to get the most out of the show. Also, you can follow us on social media and YouTube. Just do a search for Joygasm TV. In addition to iTunes and Android, you can listen to our podcast on TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, and SoundCloud.com slash joygasm TV. Last but not least, search Joygasm TV on Twitch. To see us stream our gaming adventures live, what is it, Steve? 9.30 on the dot. Never late. And what time zone? Mm, Central time zone, Russ. That's correct, Steve. You get a cookie. (laughs) (laughs) I hope this this one doesn't crack my tooth like the last one did. All you have to do is go on to Twitch. It's literally twitch.tv slash joygasmtv, and you'll find us right there. All hot and bothered. Ready to play some Overwatch. And we play play other games too, but Overwatch is definitely our mainstay. We haven't played Cuphead in a while. You are very correct. We need to continue playing. We're on the third world. We need to put that to bed. It's true. We need to beat that game. So, anyway, we'll uh, see you next time. See ya. See ya.